today we have a collection of two creepypastas straight from the wiki. Both of them are a little shorter, so that's why I'm doing two in one video. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. And if you did, you know what to do. And I'll repeat this at the outro as I always do. But I also wanted to throw in here, if you have a story you want to see on this channel, please consider sending it my way. All you gotta do is go to asTheRavenDreams.com slash submit or, you know, um, check the links down below or message me on Twitter, Instagram, anything like that. Or you can also email it to me at asTheRavenDreams at gmail.com. And I'm not going to keep this intro going, so have a beautiful day and I'll see you at the outro. Bye-bye. Silims by Natasha Romanoff. It begins with a strange door out of place. You don't even see it at first. It's just a shadow in the corner of your eye after you've passed it. One day, after realizing what you see, you stop. But as soon as you do, it's gone. You shake your head and laugh before continuing with your day. It happens again a few hours later, but this time when you stop, it's still there. For a moment, you just stand there in front of the door, but then curiosity overcomes you, and you open it, only to find your own reflection. You laugh and wonder why someone would place a mirror behind a door. <laughs> How stupid. You close the door and go about your day, but your mind never really leaves the thought of the door. Why was it there? What was the point? A few days later, you see the door again. At first, you don't even pause, but the curiosity makes you turn around. And once again, you open the door just to find the same mirror. This happens a few more times. Finally, just as you're about to give up, you notice it. It's not much, but it's enough to keep you opening that door. Just a few shadows in the mirror. You look behind you, but nothing is there. It gets boring after a while, and you really consider ignoring the door next time. Then you begin to hear the voices. None of them are clear. A slight buzz or ringing at the most, yet once again you are lured back to the door for more. Not long after the shadows begin to take the actual shape, and the voices then begin to make sense. It gets easier with more concentration. Finally, one day, you find the door in place of your coat closet on the way to work. You open it, expecting more hushed voices and vague shadows in a mirror, but what you see surprises you. There is no longer a mirror. You can't see yourself at all. Instead, you see people behind the door. The sight of them frightens you enough to slam it shut, yet they never even looked at you. Once again, you begin to ignore the door for a few days. Finally, after almost a week, you break down, open the door, and step inside. You've never done that before and you're not sure why you started now and now that you've crossed their threshold they begin to notice you a few of them welcome you and they ask you how you are 
Of course, you're shy and a little scared, but they take their time and adjust to your actions. Finally, you realize you're being silly and begin to talk with them. They seem like nice people, and you begin to wonder why you were rudely cautious before. They tell you how they don't get visitors very often, and they tend to get lonely with just each other. You begin... You begin to feel a little sorry for them. At some point, a question occurs to you. After internal debate, you decide to ask someone, Who are you guys? And... How did you get here? The man closest to you chuckles and says, <laughs> Where are the Silums? And we came here the same way you did, through the Rorum doorway. Oh, you say. After a while of more talking, you realize you've been here too long. You're late for work by now, and you have to go, but you promise them that you will return. That's when things begin to change. They tell you that you can't leave. You laugh and begin to search for the door, but you cannot find it. That's when you notice something different about the people. Something that makes you ask yourselves... How were they talking to me? Because now that you really look at them, you notice that they don't have a mouth or a nose. In fact, their bodies are completely lacking human features. The only similarities are the two eyes, but even that is a cruelly dissimilar sight. They are... Simply long slits at the top of its skull with a black abyss beneath them. Their naked and repulsively gangly bodies are covered in stretched, red, splotchy skin. How could you have not noticed this before? You think to yourself. A thought passes through your mind that is not your own. You're ours now. You start to scream, but you can't. Your mouth, it won't open. Why? Why won't it open? Open your mouth and scream. You have to. Someone will hear you and come to get you. They will realize you are missing and see the door. Surely someone will save you from these things. One of the creatures begins to walk. No, it begins to crawl. Its gangly legs twitch and writhe as it gets closer to you. You're in too much shock to move, even when it's only inches from you. Once it's there, it begins to laugh, but without a mouth. The sounds echo through your mind, and it's the most horrifying noise you have ever heard. You turn and run, and thankfully, they do not follow. Finally, you find another door. You look around cautiously before opening it. Disappointment and fear resonates through you as you see another creature behind the door. You collapse to the ground in defeat. The creature seems to kneel to the ground as well. You stare at it, and in return, you feel its similar glare. The creature cocks its head to the side and its gray head begins to rip apart to reveal a set of horrific, jagged teeth. So, 
It does have a mouth. It's just not for speaking. You think, tediously. At first, you're sure it's your death, but the creature does not move. You then realize that it is smiling at you. For some reason, this comforts you, but you wonder why it hasn't said anything to you yet. You get up only for the creature to mimic you. You try to give it a complex look, but its black eyes just stare at you blankly. Every once in a while, its stretched skin flashes over the slits as if it were blinking. You start to back away, and once again, it mimics you. That's when you slam the door. For a moment, you're confused. Why was it doing that? Was this some kind of torture? You sigh internally and reopen the door. Once again, you stare at it, and it at you. More creatures begin to accumulate around the creature. All of them now wear the same cruel grin that the first one wore. You close your eyes for a minute and slowly open them to see the creature doing the same thing. The creatures in the doorway seem to be laughing silently, as if there was some joke that you did not understand. Their stares become too much, so you turn around, only to find the same creature standing behind you. A memory of the first time you opened the door, a memory that feels like it was ages ago, flits through your mind. As you look back at the doorway, a look of fear flashes through the black eye slits of the creature, before returning to a cold look of cruelty. The smile widens as you give in. Maybe, just maybe, living with them won't be so bad. Despite how they look, you know that they won't hurt you. You are one of theirs now. Sometime later, maybe hours, maybe days, and possibly even years later, the door opens on its own. Someone steps to the doorway. It's a new asylum. She seems shy. You decide to greet her and make her feel welcome. It's nice to see a new face. You hope inside that she stays. Huh, yes. That would be quite nice. The Drought by War BG Sunshine gleamed straight through my eyes, as if my eyelids were simply glass. I always hated sunlight. It's just... too happy. The moon seems better, and don't call me a werewolf or something senseless like that. I just prefer the quieter and more somber tone of the moonlight. It gives me peace. It's something I can always look forward to after a long day of work. I close the blinds to stop letting the sunshine in. Instantly... I felt a strong sensation of relief. The small state of Wisconsin had always been too sunny to me. 
then again, any place that has the least bit of sunshine, I would probably hate to and think that it was also too sunny for me. Heck, even Washington, where I came from, is too sunny for me, and it's known as the rain state. I walked toward the kitchen to get a glass of water. Grabbing the large glass cup, I went to the sink and flipped it on, ready for the flow of the liquid that gives life to shower into my cup. However, I was greeted with just four to five drips of water, and then nothing. I had heard about the drought in Salis Fair, even from how little I go out. People talk about it on the internet, the newspaper, things like that. It hadn't affected me, so I never really paid attention to it until now. The moon pulled the tides of water, essentially making water at the mercy of the moon. A servant, if you please. Anything related to the moon is quite dear to me, so I had to go to investigate. I browsed the internet for, at least, what I thought was an hour, looking for some source of the drought. It's odd with the drought. Just two days ago, it rained plentiful, and rain isn't too uncommon, so no one knew where the drought was from. I tracked down the central pipe that dispenses water into our city. In our town, there is this huge water tower underground which everyone connects their houses to. It's odd. Who would put a water tower underground? I had to do another hour of searching just to find the address of the tower. It seems almost as if it was supposed to be hidden. I exited my house with the address printed onto a white slip of paper. I took off on my puny little bicycle. I've had that bike ever since I was a child. Just ignore the sunshine, I told myself. I felt angst as I was riding into the sun, and my throat was parched. I had to get myself something to drink. I stopped my bike near a rack in a gas station. I went to the front door looking for a water fountain, not seeing anything to drink from there. I guess I only had the option to buy a water bottle. I looked into my pocket for some cash. I had about two dollars. I looked at the price of a bottle of water, and it was a whopping five dollars. <laughs> the drought was way worse than I had originally thought it was. Worried, I even checked the bathroom to see if there was any water in them. They stunk awfully, as there was not a single drip of water in the toilet, so... They had nothing to reduce the stench or flush anything down. I hastily exited the bathroom and headed back to my bike. Another thing I noticed was there seemed to be slightly less people out today. By normal people standards, today would have been a beautiful day, but there were as many people as there would be on a very quiet one. I continued biking toward my destination. Address in one hand, both hands grasped onto the handlebars. I wasn't as good as I used to be. My hands were shaky due to the dehydration, and it had been a while since I rode my tiny bike. After about ten minutes of riding, I finally found my destination. Mostly by accident. I rode over a manhole and 
fell off, scraping my elbows badly. A groan of pain and disgust left my mouth, looking at the raw and bloodied skin. Once I regained from the dust and dirt on the ground, I inspected the manhole's top more closely, wiping the grime off of it. It read, Salus Fair Water Storage, and then some dates and names that were so grungy that it made it impossible to read. I went through the entrance, leaving it open for the light. I stepped down the ladder. The shaft didn't have a single light source, so I had to let the sunshine guide me. It was the first time that I did not despise its existence. Once I stepped off the ladder, I noticed that it was a tunnel made of cracked and rusted stone and iron. It went down, and there seemed to be various shafts to the left and right, but looking down, I saw a dim light. I slowly walked down the stone steps, making sure that I didn't trip or fall. I was halfway there, and the sunlight was completely gone. I swear, I saw the silhouette of a figure with disfigured long something at the end of the tunnel for a split second. It just dashed past me. I hesitated on continuing. I contemplated what I could have seen. Maybe it was just a man running by in a hurry to get things working. It was probable, but most likely I was just hallucinating. I hadn't had anything to drink in about 36 hours at this point. I was injured, and I rode my bike, so I was exhausted, mentally and physically. I decided to resume my careful walk toward the light in the tunnel, watchful for that thing. I did a quick search of things that I might be able to use as a weapon. All I had was a bunch of sand in my bag. I finally reached the light and was greeted with a huge square room. It was dimly lit. I looked around for some kind of light that I'd be able to pull to make it brighter, and I found a switch. <laughs> Flicking it, I heard a loud buzz, and the lights came on. That said, I... I wish I hadn't turned the lights on. I should have left. I should have just ignored the drought and assumed it would be over soon. Or maybe I just should have left the town entirely to ignore the drought, because then... Well, then I wouldn't have been able to see that horror. I saw piles of bodies. Hundreds. Maybe even thousands. They were on the floor, still bleeding... Women, men, even children. They had giant red gashes. You could see the veins ripped out and thrown, and the sickest part is that some of them were still alive. They were moaning, and in weak, tired voices, they were begging for help. I realized what the cause of the drought was. Where the bodies were lying was the exact same spot where the water should have been. The bodies were clogging the water pipe. 
Rarely, any water would get through, but it would be going through those dead, mangled bodies filled with blood and bacteria, and then I had one other question. What sick monster could have done this? One week ago, I moved away from Salus Fair. I can't stand thinking about that horrid place nowadays. That creature killed everyone in my old town. It hunts people down like a savage. People have been disappearing lately all over the country, and the radius is spreading. I'm concerned that I may be next. Though, there's one more thing that is worrying me about my new town. There seems to be a drought going on. So that was two fun, creepy pasta stories from the wiki. Thank you to both authors that posted their stories on the wiki. It is always appreciated to find these awesome little stories under public licensing CC by SA, which is as what the blah, blah, blah. It's what the wiki is. I'm not going to keep talking. Um, yeah, thank you. These were good stories. I hope you guys appreciated them. And if you did, please do hit that thumbs up button. You can also subscribe to the channel if you are new and hit that little bell icon thingy next to the subscription button. You can also leave me a comment letting me know what you thought. If you have a story, submit it to me. Send it to asthravendreams.com slash submit or email me at asthravendreams at gmail.com or outlook.com. Either is valid. Both are open and exist. So, all that said... You can further support the channel by following my Patreon or channel members. For as little as $1 a month, you can get early access to all my content, which is kind of cool, I think. Higher tiers get other cool stuff. You just gotta check it out. Links are down below. All that said, my beautiful friends, my lovely listeners, and my... Uh, people that don't like me who listen to my videos, which, why are you listening to my videos? Um, I hope you have a good day. I hope you have a great weekend. I know I'm rambling. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, I love you all. Just know that you are valid. You are loved. You are important. And most importantly, you are the only you that exists. And no one could be a better you than you. And, of course, you should, you know, sleep well. Thank you.